On this week's The Koi Gig Podcast, we had an exclusive interview with Manchester United's owner, Barrier. With those crowds and that pressure, I just love it. Listen now and make sure you subscribe to The Koi Gig Podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Derek McNamara of React Rugby is with us to reflect on uh, the Champions Cup final defeat. Derek, you've crunched the numbers. I have. Yeah, it didn't go <laughs> quite. Lost. It didn't go quite <laughs> yeah. the way uh, the preview suggested it would. No, it didn't snow. Um, and we'll get into kind of like the more nitty gritty of it. I think a couple of things that I said last week just around, you know, injuries would have a massive impact on the game. They did. You know, Ireland were were well up before the the major injury happened, which we'll get into. Um, but look, when, when you boil it down to it, you, you <coughs> Freudian slip there with Ireland Leinster. We'll come back to that. Yeah, Leinster were well up <laughs> before. Thing, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm still on an Ireland high. Yeah. Um, I think, but um, yeah, look when when you when you boil it down, okay. When when we look at it from a analytical perspective, from a performance perspective, you know, in, in rugby we've kind of like got two types of sports or two two types of rugby in Ireland. We've got our international, where you've got maybe you know, 10 to 12 meaningful games a year where these teams, you know, are trying to hit peak level for every single game. And I think we may have put our heads a little bit like this, you know, against even like Italy, you know, the, the coaching staff and the, the team are, themselves are trying to go out and play a peak performance every single game, even if they're playing against Italy. They're, they're trying to change their team specifically to try and improve the game, game on game, week on week. But then when we got something like um, professional rugby where... It's more of a trying to peak for a certain type of or period of the actual year. Then I think that's slightly different in that you're trying to use as many players as you can to get into the playoffs. But once you get into those playoffs, once you get into those you know, postseason, you treat it exactly the same as you would for an international level, where you play your best team, you try and improve, you try and take small incremental gains using the best players that you have, and you learn from those games, even if they went out and played against. Munster and lost and got injuries even if they got an injury against James Ryan in, at that Munster game they would have learned from it and they would have improved as a result Can I just point out that I think there's a flaw in that logic which goes back to the point where you said that the James Ryan injury is the, is the crucial moment from a Leinster perspective Yeah Like that doesn't tally with it would have been okay if he'd got injured against Munster Let's see we'll, we'll go into it now in a minute I've, we've got some graphs to show the imp- impact of that injury during the game had he not played the entire week, then they would have the, the the game plan would have changed significantly, and the people who are responsible for the different things, whether it's defensive line calls, whether it's line out calls, whether it's all these different things, they would have been talked about, organised, and actually improved. Well, like there's such a well coached team that they know what to do whenever uh, the replacements. Uh, hooker is off to the point where you know we saw Josh van der Feer thrown in in the Six Nations mm. but actually he'd done it before for Leinster so it wasn't a shock he did it at the weekend as well exactly that's yeah. my point is yeah. that this is a team who has prepared for the eventuality that James Ryan might go off and get injured because mm. he gets injured sometimes so, of course yeah of like course. They, the point about like oh, during the week they would have prepared for that eventuality they did prepare for that I've no doubt they prepared yeah. it's just that um, that uh, you know the pressure of the final or whatever. Well, like, so and it, you can't it, replace James Ryan, it turns out. turns out, yeah, correct. But if you... Well, you could replace James Ryan had you prepared for it and you had you actually put in place a 
But like you, you can't, you, we couldn't. They couldn't actually change that. They, the, that uh, anyway, so, we'll get into it a little well, no, bit. Well, no, no. To go back to the like, point, because uh, yeah. like uh, the team that played against Munster, yeah, the back row that ended up playing the vast majority of the game was Max Deegan, Josh van der Fleer, World Player of the Year, and Jack Conan. Like the team was strong enough. Ronan Kelleher started mm-hmm. at uh, at two. Jimmy O'Brien started at fullback. Kenshaw played the full game. Charlie Natai basically mm-hmm. played the full game. Like Harry Byrne is supposed to be good enough, but played a bad game against Munster I don't think that I think that it's um, risk reward the reward was players were fresh the vast majority of the team were fresh and that they had basically no injury worries heading into the final with the exception of Sexton so by them also proved so, so them putting out a kind of mismatch of team against Munster right the, the problem with that and the main significant issue with that is is that it's, it's an overall problem for the club and the team so the players that aren't first team players at loss all of a sudden have no way of redeeming themselves in the following week but that's and, the, and the players that that's the end of the season added more pressure onto the team because there was nothing else left well uh, and the, more pressure how can there be more pressure losing, than a, that was the first time they'd lost Champions Cup final though like at yeah. home they, I, I do think that, they, that perhaps dealing with the pressure in the week and talking about the previous season's disappointment ended up being a psychological issue but again very hard to measure the analytics on that is there a perfect amount of strength and depth? Like, do Leinster have too much strength and depth, if you get me? Um, no, because the season's a very long season. You know, you've, mm-hmm. got, you've got an 18-season game, and then you've got a six-game season with, you know, uh, our uh, club cup competition with the possibility of set, uh, nine games. So the, the actual having the amount of depth that you need to be able to get to the final or semi-final of both of those organisations is what their strength is. Mm. But the problem is, is that if you're trying to reward those players, even when it gets to the key part of the season, it, it it's about performance, it's about grit, it's about being absolutely ruthless in what you do. And, you know, you could see the Rodge getting that out of his team, out of his players. You know, stuff that doesn't even matter, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like going to, the, going to the stadium. Of course you're going to get fans flipping off the team. You know, it's it's... That's the nature of the sport. It's a, it's a, it's a barbarian sport that is entertaining, and what we go to see is yeah. And it's but they, and use like, it, they use it brilliantly. Yeah, and 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 you know that that is probably and like what we're talking about here, quintessentially is coaching, okay. And the other thing that we kind of looked at as well is from an analytical perspective is we look at certain things. Um, in the game that we can kind of distinguish whether or not a, a, a team has given the right. Feedback at half time. So, in the second half, there was quite a few HIAs or at least possible head traumas. There was quite a lot of missed tackles, the, and there was obviously the two yellow cards. All three of those things together would suggest that there was much more of a go out there and put the sword to them, lads. When in reality, it was probably best to be like, okay, well, we're nine points ahead here. Let's focus, let's bring it all together, and let's push on but because of these different things it would suggest that the team talk at half time probably wasn't the right way to go ahead there's a chance that the players just didn't enact the team talk um, that was intended potentially potentially and look we're talking about fine margins we're talking about the final of the dining well, cup as well, well it, so. that's the thing like um, you know if if Crowley misses the kick the previous week or if Frawley 
makes the kick mm. or if Harry Byrne takes the kick then mm. they manage the team perfectly they manage the resource perfectly you yeah know, um, but they didn't and this is the second time they've done it and when you look at the difference between what O'Gara says and the, the amount of pressure that he takes off the team by putting himself out in front like, yeah we would have he would have been probably the butt of quite a lot of jokes had they not gone on had Leinster gone on to win it but because he's able to actually take all that pressure off the team and he's able to make the focus on himself but be be quite coherent and be quite um, poignant on what he's saying. He's able to bring the players and get the most, like absolute physical most, because the players, you know, the the data would suggest that Leinster have better players. But anyway, we, we can go into a little let's bit more. The, yeah, yeah. The yeah. So like also like there's this this um, review of the the final that it was probably the best final that has been. <laughs> but when when I when you watch it back in slow motion like I do, I think you probably would suggest like it was great showman or show and it was great ending but from a performance perspective the the actual level of rugby wasn't that great you know the passing wasn't great the breakdowns the actual overall it's quite a lot of mistakes from both sides I would suggest you you get at a final yeah exactly that's pressure that's the point pressure pressure. that's like um, that is uh, yeah how do you measure the pressure because like it's the occasion is obviously you know, if, yeah. the, if these two sides were playing for nothing in a preseason friendly, a lot of those mistakes don't happen. I know, I know, but it, kicks it was, don't get sliced. But you uh, would have. Um, what it would suggest is is that one side was better than the other. Like I think Leinster probably played better overall, but when we when we look at the data and anyway, we go into the, the so, so to try and identify specifically what went wrong, we 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 look at the game from start to finish and we cut it into kind of two sections: first half and second half, and then we grade every player's interaction based on the accuracy or the quality or the um, you know positioning or the technique of a player's performance whether that's the rook whether it's a pass whether it's tackle line out lift whatever it is and then what we can do is we can then split those the first half and second half into three sections so and um, the graph that we have here kind of shows the, the the quality of the performance in the first half and the second half and when, what we see here is is that which team is this? Sorry, so this is Lancer in the final. Okay, so basically, what we can see in for people at home that are listening, uh, basically we have a, a line, two lines. The first line showing the first half, and the second line showing the se- first, second half. Um, and when we go on to the second second slide here, and uh, we That's can just, see, spe- it, yeah, okay, go on. We yeah. can see specifically where James Ryan uh, came off injured. So. Um, Leinster were playing very very well and then there's a significant drop off in the quality of the performance the line is really high on the graph and yeah. then James Ryan goes off and then the line collapses and then if we go to the next slide we can see the same player's performance so we basically took the, the starting 15 from I think it was like 8 or 9 games the last 8 or 9 games that all these players have been involved in and then we do a comparison and we can see the blue line which is the, the Leinster players prior to the final and then we can see the impact of James Ryan as he went off, um, and basically what it shows is is that in three or four of the sections uh, of the six, Leinster played significantly worse than what they what they would have done if they were playing with James Ryan. And what does you know, what what does that mean, or what what is the actual like what what are the effects of that? And that's James Ryan being the leader at the lineout. It's James Ryan being the, the main voice in defence. It's James Ryan organising players once they're getting up off the ground. The impact that he had was, you know, really, really, really important. Work rate, as you say, that's mm. that's as you say, that's involvement per player. 
Yeah, so that's that's every player's activity. So we, we can look at uh, work rate from different aspects. We can look at it as a plain, simple grade quality, or we can see it as a work rate. So we can say, okay, well, one activity is equal to another. So a pass is equal to a tackle. And then we can split it into um, technical, physical, mental, and tactical mm. as well. So we can say, okay, well, if a player has a dominant tackle, we can give that player a score of a two. If he misses, we can give him a minus one. Okay. okay, so then we can then build where these players lie or what the actual performance output is of the team. And, you know, when James Ryan came, down, came off, everything went to pot. And, you know, there was other things that happened in the game that were specific to, not just specific to James Ryan, but the, the defensive shape changed quite a bit. The team became quite, quite more passive in the defensive line as well. And the kick-chase was really, really, really passive. Um, so, sorry, with the defensive line uh, being passive, with uh, O'Gara's or Larchelle's attacking shape, they, they do quite a lot of around the corner. You probably would have seen, you probably don't see it on the TV, but you see it live. And what that comes from is, that comes from uh, touch rugby, which is pr- m- massive in New Zealand, where you, the players try to overload one side of the ball if the ball is in midfield, and as a result, causing turn or uh, overlaps. Um, do we do a bit of that with Ireland? We do. We and do. The blind yeah, side, yeah so we do. Yeah, we definitely. Didn't notice any of it. Um. But it's more. Um, it's just working harder off the ball. The, the, the attacking players need to work, and it's basically three guys go from left to right. Rook is in the middle of the the the, the pitch, and the first guy gets it, straightens. Uh, then pass it on, pass it on. If you're way too passive on that, then basically you're going to get a, a defensive turn or overlap on you. Um, and then the second thing that was kind of significant as well was that the kick chase was very passive as well. So when we were stuck in our own half in the second half... Yeah, it was basically down to Hugo Keaton. Boot the ball down, um, Bryce Dulan Or Jimmy O'Brien would be the only ones chasing. Yeah, So, but that what happened was Dulan was able to catch the ball, run 20 metres... Then kick it and then put pressure under the under the catcher. Yeah, and as a result, stop dead. You can't get out of your twenty-two. It just re- repeats itself. So, I, like there there must be some. I'd love to see the the, the GPS data for this mm. because I don't think it, because Lara Shell plays so narrow. Is it not fatigue from making a gazillion tackles though? But there wasn't that many gazillion tackles. Uh, Did we not make 288 tackles? Or is there 80 tackles? Uh, I uh, I can't tell you right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't okay. have that data here. Um, we definitely made more we, tackles than... They had 61% of the p- possessions. So they had... La Rochelle had 61%. They had 100 breakdowns. Uh, and we had 60... Or Leinster, I shouldn't say weeks. Anyway. Uh, La, uh, Leinster had 60, 63 breakdowns. And La Rochelle contested 62 of those breakdowns. 60%. Is that more than you expected? No, it's right on point where they were during the season. So they, they didn't change their game plan. They didn't put Leinster on any more pressure than they did. Um, and then Leinster competed at 50%, just under 50% of, of the La Rochelle breakdowns. So um, the other things that were kind of very very strange was just uncontested line-outs. So I think Leinster, so of the 15 line-outs that La Rochelle had, Leinster only contested two of them uh, at the end of the game. You know, and They got a penalty on one of them. Um, no, they got a penalty off uh, a mall, which was very unusual. So, not that I want to pick on the, or go about the referee, because look, the, the, I heard, uh, listened to the 42 there yesterday, just about 
um, talking about the referee and how disgusting it is going after the referee during and after the game. I completely agree. I completely 100% agree. But there needs to be more done by the officiating. There just needs to be more. Like there was a couple of very, very unusual calls. Um, I think that the, one of the bigger ones was around the catch of Jimmy O'Brien um, in the whatever what was it, 64th minute. I know uh, Jimmy O'Brien, and then yeah. So then there, there was a mall against Larry Shell, which was that on the 64th minute where the the mall was moving forward and. The defensive or Leinster player was bound onto it, but the referee called a, a penalty against La Rochelle for uh, offside. Yeah, there was like three or four of these that you know ha- these things happen all the time in the game. For the referee to call it at that point was very unusual. The only thing you'd say about Piper at the weekend was that it seemed to balance out. Like James Tracy seemed yeah, fairly okay yeah. with the referee. No, I thought he had a great game, especially at the breakdown. You know, there could have been a couple of pen- more penalties in the game, um, and you know the turnover. The, the kind of there was kind of two major incidents that I saw in the game, um, and they were at 66 minutes, Leinster losing their. Um, their control or getting a little bit uh, too passive when there was a scrum um, and they didn't go for route one in the scrum and so they just put the ball in and uh, uh, Alatoa was, was turned the ball spilled out the side and got a turnover and uh, the other significant one was um, Ring Rose in 76 minutes just before the Alatoa red card he uh, comes onto the ball too quickly and as a result he should have passed he had Three, two, two guys. I think three guys outside him. And that would have been a man-on-man against um, the, the La Rochelle defenders. It would have been a perfect, perfect man-on-man ex- uh, um, situation. But those two instances, and it, you know, there's there's literally tens of thousands of things that happen in the game that we measure. But had either of those two things changed, or had just a little bit more concentration, or a little bit more. Uh, as a team to find decision making then I think the, the, the actual results probably would have been a little bit different um, How did Harry Byrne do? Sorry not Harry Byrne Ross Byrne Ross Byrne um, Not great so we have one last uh, graph graph representation which is so this basically when we take all the grades from all the players um, we then aggregate them from front row second row back row half back centre and back three and what you'll see for the people at home, the blue line represents all the players in the seven or eight games that we've analysed before, and the yellow line re- indicates the, the the players that started for the final. Um, and what you'll see is is the front row and the second row. Second row had a brilliant game. Like James Ryan was having probably the best game of his career. He was absolute man possessed. And the back row were are identical, but the problems lie and the issues are around the half-back centre and back three they just did not perform unfortunately um, and that's that's down to the the defensive play of La Rochelle as well you know like you got to yeah, like you got to take into amazing, account the fact that La Rochelle amazing game back-to-back European champions yeah here. yeah yeah absolutely brilliant game plan going to be spoken about in the future mm. as all-time greats mm. but see they, so Leinster play a very very flat <clears throat> game plan and when you get a defensive strategy that blitzes that defensive game plan and the player isn't able to make the decision then it stops everything outside them from actually happening the thing that they happen 
and this is what happened this is what happened throughout the entire game basically at the start of the half obviously the tries were scored they came off nine and they came off a line out <laughs> I think there's only one that came off the back line so there needs to be the ability more within the sport to change the actual game plan that you implemented and that's where we come in that's where React Rugby is trying to improve and help and and enhance the, the ability of the coaches to make better decisions throughout the game and get more informed decision making onto the players so that the coaches can have a bigger impact on the game um, is this a concern for Ireland? That uh, so Adrian was saying he was watching the New Zealand coverage. Yeah. Mills Mullane and John Kerwin were like, "Well, this is a good template for everybody now watching Ireland." I'm just like it's basically Ireland. So yeah, it was the last chance that they, any team had to to figure it out, and they they were figured out. But had we played our first team against Munster, I don't think that matters. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't think that matters. <laughs> it does. I guarantee it. How, does. But if say say five of them get injured, right? Mm-hmm. How are you then suddenly going, oh, great, we have a bunch of players who haven't played for the first team all season playing in this game. It's like, uh, it's when they were when they were running in their first three tries, were you like, well, this team looks undercooked? No, but uh, again, you, you, you... Okay, the, the worst thing, as I was going to Lou and I heard uh, James Ryan come off and I heard it, I was like, oh, no. I thought, like, there, it could have, we couldn't have got a worse injury. And it was such a, Sit, like it wasn't even a it was a offload from a tackle and he fell on the ground somebody ran past him it wasn't Not malicious just, yeah, yeah. it wasn't bad it was just bad timing bad situation um, yeah but I, I, I you know what are the chances of Ogara well, going to New Zealand as a consultant or one of these things uh, like the World Cup for Ireland. Yeah, no, against against Ireland. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, then it would be grand. We grand here. Well, we should we should just pay him to be our consultant. Yeah. Um, but what if what if Ross Byrne makes the kicks? Like, do you know what I mean? Then all of this is moot, and it's a great gritty yeah, performance. And they've, my auntie had balls from your uncle. Yeah, but uh, like, uh, true. But then that's the same point about picking a different team last week. I know, but we don't know because. But well, like, exactly, but we but do if you, know if that you, if you made the you kicks. They won by a point. You look at any sport, okay? You look at any sport. You look at soccer. You look at NFL. You look at volleyball, tiddlywinks. You play your best players, no matter what. It's you don't. It's it's you more don't. important. The, the Mayo had five weeks off and beat Kerry, the All Ireland champions, who played their best players the three previous weeks against mm. inferior opposition, and it didn't matter. But it's not. It, it's it's. That's okay if it's pro- if it's mid season. That's okay if you've already made the playoffs. But if it's if it's worth financial significant financial impact on your on your team, if it's worth a a trophy at the two games, if you have two games left and you have maximum three, you play your best players, um, no matter what. The, the players they played were good enough to beat Monster, but then they weren't. They, they, didn't. they, well, they were they were good enough to, to beat Monster, but they just didn't execute. They played badly, <laughs> and they like. Yeah. They they couldn't get the restart right. Yeah, that's not coaching. That's like brain fart from two players brain farting at the very end. Oh, you're ahead of me. I shouldn't take this off. Oh, I shouldn't be ahead of you. No, you but see, that is. But then again, that is. So so Harry and Ross have different kickoff techniques. So it, that 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 They've is all played all season. Like no, they haven't. Brian Baird has played with Harry Byrne loads all season. There's no reason for him yeah. to run past it. There's no, no absolutely. Reason. But but the, the problem with that is is that if you're chasing the game and you're playing with a bunch of players that you haven't played with all season, but that team have played loads together. No, they haven't. That that fifteen that started probably never played together. But loads of the combinations had. Yeah, 
Yeah, like so. With the exception of the first team, which plays in all the big your games. Irish team, the team that had played in the, in the Six Nations together, had played against Toulouse the week for. Like it's good. It's good. It's good debate. Yeah, I I disagree with you, but that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, we're still friends. <laughs> Derek, good stuff. More React Rugby. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, uh, Derek at React Rugby, I think. Derek Mack at React. But uh, LinkedIn is the place to find. Okay, all right, okay. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.